a lot of us are you know, seeing our screen time go up pretty significantly with Zoom meetings and so forth. And so I think for me, the key word has been grace. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the 83rd edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Super excited to share with you all today. Uh, Our show is sponsored by Milestone Mental Health Agency, Apex Financial Group of Virginia, and the COO team. Today we will hear from two of our sponsors as we continue our focus on business resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. One update related to funding. The Small Business Paycheck Protection Program, better known as the PPP, still has one $120 billion available as the appetite for the forgivable loans slows down, according to recent Small Business Administration data. Uh, I am encouraging black business owners to apply. Traditionally, our community is disinterested in daunting loan processes uh, for fear that we you know, may not be approved for whatever reason. The PPP is a fairly straightforward application process, and you will actually work with your local banker to get everything submitted. I would say there's never been a better time to get to know your local banker if you've not already set out to build that relationship. Many of our members um, have gotten approved, so I'm encouraging um, everyone to, to apply for that PPP. Once it's approved, you will work with your financial advisor as well as your accountant to ensure that you won't have to pay any of it back. Um, And so, again, I am encouraging you to apply for the Paycheck Protection Program if you are self-employed, if you are an independent contractor, and certainly um, if you are employing others. So the specific focus for this show is focusing your organization. We are about 10 weeks in. We're 10 weeks of teleworking, 10 weeks of Zoom, 10 weeks of uncertainty, um, etc. So uh, here to help us have that dialogue is Ms. Lori Ruffin. She is the founder of the COO team. She's going to talk us through how we focus our organization, how to get out of reactivity and move into preparing for and navigating our new normal. Lori, I'm super excited to have you back. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing well. If you would, just briefly remind us about the work of the COO team as we move into uh, our talk today. Yes. Well, one, glad to be with you, Blair. It's always a pleasure. Glad to have you. Thank you. So I founded the COO team in order to help nonprofit organizations and small businesses build their capacity. I found that um, with my corporate background, uh, the big organizations tend to have a chief operating officer that oversees the operations and even some of the strategy work, while a visionary leader is usually pioneering and doing a lot of relational, uh, innovative work. And um, what I saw was smaller organizations often don't have the advantage of having that type of thought partner um, with that senior leader. So um, we've organized a team of professionals to come in and really come alongside of smaller uh, organizations. Uh, nonprofit and small business to really help them think about strategy, think about systems to, in order to increase their sustainability as well as their scalability. Oh, 
awesome. <laughs> Kudos to you and your team for the work that you're doing. Um, as you've noted, it is something that is sorely needed. So you're going to give us five, five areas to consider today. Is that right? I'm excited. Yeah, five powerful questions. You know, I think now that we are, you know, almost 10 weeks into the COVID-19 pandemic, um, I think most of us have come down from the shock. And now we're kind of settling into a reality that uh, life has changed substantially. Yeah. Uh, but it still leaves us with questions. And I think that organizations that are using this time wisely um, are ones that will fare well over the long haul. And so today I just want to talk through five powerful questions that leaders can um, consider with their teams in order to position themselves um, as we um, navigate this continued crisis. Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, so number one, I really think it's important um, to double down on your why. I think sometimes when an emergency situation or a crisis happens, uh, we get to work and we get to, we either are paralyzed or we just start doing all the things. Um, and so I'm really inviting founders to remember why did you start your organization in the first place? And if you're not the original founder, I'm encouraging uh, leaders, uh, secondary and tertiary leaders to go back to the founding documents to understand the original intent for creating the organization. Um, thinking about what's your personal why and, um, you know, it was it because there was some sort of unmet need or you knew that there was a particular population that needed to be served. Um, it's really important to to kind of double down on and on that point. Um, otherwise, it can be um, a little bit disorienting when the surrounding environment is disorienting and you become aware of so many problems that need solutions. I hear you saying you see leaders kind of spiraling mm-hmm. away, perhaps from that from that initial mission or that initial purpose. Yeah, they yeah. call it scope creep, you know, and it's it's kind of like how you started for, to do one thing, but then now you find yourself doing all the things, and sometimes that can become really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so um, we really consider these questions to be grounding elements, um, and with that first one being, what is your why? What is the organization's why? And then what is your personal why? Um, and, and letting that be, um, I guess, the first question that, that you know, you ask. I would say um, the second question I think it's important to really consider is what do you do and for whom? You know, the each organization is not created to serve everybody or do all the things for a particular client segment. So um, by asking the question, what do we do and for whom, it allows us to focus our people and our resources around um, this, a singular rally cry. Um, and that clarity is really helpful, again, because we are in a destabilizing time. People sure. are working from home in some cases when, they're, when it's possible. Um, they're juggling a whole lot of uh, the dynamics all at once in addition to just working your job and so it's really helpful to have clarity and for leaders and their teams to really be clear what is it that we do and for whom and that 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 question um it kind of really aligns with uh mission you know um it's a it's a mission clarity clarifying question um what are the demographics and the psychographics and characteristics of your ideal client um because then we can in doubling down on that we can find out what are the unique needs 
that this group has now, um, which kind of relates to a, a, a subsequent question that we'll, that we'll ask in a moment. I really like that one for the same reason. Uh, just the, the, the clarity piece is critical. Um, it reminds me of something that came up in a recent board meeting. Um, one of our members kind of got the whole group excited about an idea. And, you know, in thinking about it later and in thinking about it again now, although it is something that we could do, right, is it the thing that we should be doing? Is it the thing that we do? Um, um, do we have to feel the pressure of, of meeting a need just because we can meet it if it's outside the scope of, again, what we do and, and who we do it for? I think that's very, very powerful, um, particularly as you know, organizations may be struggling to remain relevant. Um, so I'm excited to see where, where three, four, and five go. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you have? Yeah, so before we kind of start to drill down, we'll go one big... Um, one step up and okay. we'll check in with um, you know what's it, what is the big impact that you want to make on the world like so this is a vision question and this is just making sure that the North Star is clear like the big 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 picture so not just mission what you do and for whom but almost the ideal state of what will the world look like as a result of your work and again this is just to orient us and make sure that we're still in the space where we are called to play. Um, you know, if we, baseball is what we do, we're not going on over to basketball and we're not going on over to hockey. We know right. that this is our domain um, and we can be right. clear on that. And so that's kind of like the 30,000 foot view. Um, the the big idea, the big audacious hairy goal kind of idea, that's um, the vision question is what impact will you make on the world? And once you have that, then you can then transition into clarifying your values. And this is really important. So the fourth question is, what are your values? Um, this is really important because because there's so many different uh, demands on leaders and on team members, it's important for us to know what are we not going to compromise as we do this work. Um, stress has a way of pulling the, the best and the worst out of us at the same sure. time, right? But if we can have alignment around these are the things that are important to us and we're going to make sure that as we decide, as we um, do our work, as we uh, work as a team, we're going to do all of that in alignment with these values. Yeah, love that. What are we not willing to compromise as we do this work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. On on a on an organizational level as well as a personal level, you know, I really really like that question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then the the final question is, you know, what do we do to how should we deliver on our services now? And this is kind of like that current question. So we bring all of those grounding elements to bear on this question. How do we pivot now? So Blair, I had a conversation with um, a founders, a husband and wife founder. They do excellent work investing in emerging leaders uh, from communities of marginalized communities. And they to cancel their uh, their conference and they were like you know we just we just can't do it and I saw the notification and I reached out immediately and I was just like hey let's talk through you know what what were you thinking what was your 
kind of rationale for canceling. And they said, you know, the work that we do is highly relational. Um, it, it, it really thrives on that inter- in-person contact. And I just, I, I heard them and I heard their heart um, in order to, I guess their mind was just like, we, we're clear on our mission, but their how has been disrupted yeah. because of the COVID-19 crisis. Mm-hmm. And um, my advice to them was to say, what we need to do is we really need to walk through these questions. We need to, we need to understand what is the why, what, um, what is the mission, what, what are you um, designed to do and for whom, what's the big impact that you're making in the world, what are your values, and from that, then it enables us to accept that um, there are constraints, but we can tweak how we deliver the services now um, and not just cease to deliver the services. Yeah. I think sometimes the feeling of overwhelm can cause people to be immobilized where yeah. they feel like if I can't do what I originally had been doing, I can't do anything. And that um, is actually not true because I, and we've scheduled a time to talk about this further, but I'm pretty sure that by the time we discuss and tap back into their why and they tap back into what they're really called to do, what why they started this organization and for whom, they'll recognize that the need has not gone away. Mm-hmm. The problem still needs to be solved. And so um, with accepting um, the constraints and limitations, I think, uh, and we move from like denial to acceptance, yeah. and I think creativity then opens up and now we can say, wait a minute, maybe we can accomplish those same objectives, but in a different way. Mm, creativity opens when we move from denial to acceptance. Yes. I love that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A significant struggle, though, um, because, you know, our investment to the work, to the, to the mission can lead to a marriage to the way that we've done the work, you know, mm-hmm. all of the sights and smells and, you know, all of the feel good is associated, you know, when we're doing that activity and we're doing it the way that we've been doing it, you know, and there's, there's time and there's people that are associated, but, you know, taking your approach of starting back um, with an examination of that why um, and realizing that, you know, just because we're in this new normal doesn't mean that um, these problems have gone away. You're right. I mean, it should absolutely uncover new options, right? Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's significant. It's really important. Claire, think about it. We, we did not get into this crisis overnight. And with all of the implications, the health implications, the economic implications of what's going on, yeah. um, we're not going to zip right out of it. Even as we enter into, you know, the phases, Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to jump right out. So we need to learn how to um, adapt within and how to navigate um, such that we can still solve the problems that we are called to solve. Um, Absolutely. Organizations can still help the people that it is designed to help. Yeah. We've got about three minutes. Man, so is this a part of what you're doing? You're helping folks to to to, to get these questions answered and yeah. um, pivot into uh, probably in some cases even greater functionality, right? As a result of um, some of the limitations. 
absolutely. And, you know, Blair, what what we do, you know, we've been working with organizations pre-COVID-19. Yeah. I think that the crisis layers on additional ways that we can be helpful. Yeah. But a lot of organizations in general pre-COVID-19 crisis were kind of flying by the, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, having a somewhat clear mission. They may have, if they're nonprofit, submitted the paperwork enough to, to get the 501c3 designation. And then they said, well, these are the programs that I want to do. Um, and they've just kind of gone, gone into motion um, doing all the things, but not with um, the, the decisiveness, with clarity, with focus. And when organizations are operating in that way, it is really difficult to be efficient and it's even more difficult to be effective. Yeah huge. Lori, how can you be contacted? We've got another minute remaining in this segment. Yes. Um, entrepreneurial leaders, nonprofit leaders, uh, business leaders can can contact us at thecooteam.com T-H-E-C-O-O-T-E-A-M.com um, On that website, it shares a little bit more about how we help organizations get the strategies and systems that are needed to be sustainable and scalable and um, you can also sign up for a 15-minute consultation where we can um, talk about, you know, any challenges that an organization is facing, and we can talk about some solutions to help move you forward. Love that. TheCOOteam.com, T-H-E-C-O-O-T-E-A-M.com. There we can sign up for a consultation with Lori. Yay. This is awesome. What are we going to talk through in our, in our later segment, Lori? Uh, we're going to talk about just the phases of reopening and um, maybe some ways to think about how to navigate um, the transition back as, as um, different municipalities kind of reopen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that discussion. I know that uh, another source of frustration is, okay, what you know, what are the costs going to be? What what further impediments am I going to experience? So I think it'll be good to kind of process that with you, Lori. Okay, I look forward to it. Um, we will be back in just a moment with our Money Talk segment. Talk soon. All right. Excellence is being able to perform at a high level for a long period of time. The next level success is just a step away. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. Peace. I'm your brother, Crump. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel, From TV. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experienced what snatching is like? We know you love jazz music, so let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. Jazz music with a little trap flavor. Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. 
When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome back. It's the 83rd edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Uh, super excited about this edition of Hashtag Money Talk, sponsored by Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Uh, Mr. Epps, Mr. Gray, are you with us? I'm here. I'm good day to you, Ms. Graff. How are you? you? Listen, I want to thank you so much for the timely updates that you have been providing relative to the COVID-19 pandemic and really helping us to appreciate what we can do now um, in order to shore up our finances. What do you have for us today? Okay, today we're going to talk about some concepts, some financial concepts that should be included in financial planning, uh, in your financial plan so that it can be airtight. Uh, during these uh, unprecedented times that we're currently facing. Sure. And also, it's COVID-19. So I'm going to actually give out some concepts today that will be a help to many uh, individuals in reference to uh, financial planning. Okay. Perfect. We'll start, we'll start with, we'll start with, oh, this is a homework assignment. Okay, let's start with a homework assignment. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. A lot of people so say, "Well, it's been a while." Yeah, it's been a while since I had a homework assignment. But let's talk to homework assignment. Okay. Okay. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is uh, the difference between uh, intended and pretended. Okay? okay. So we want to make sure that all your wealth is going to your intended beneficiaries and not the pretended. Okay. okay. That's the difference. Okay. So the homework assignment to start with is. I'm going to ask individuals to take a look, a closer look at all of their legal documents, which includes their life insurance policies, okay? Okay. It includes their retirement accounts, the 401k, the ARAs, uh, investment accounts, all documents, okay, when it comes to money. You need to take a look at those documents and make sure you have the right beneficiary listed. Very important. Okay. A lot of times in life things happen. People go through divorces. Life changes. Life happens. So in this case, you want to make sure that you take a quick review of all your documents, life insurance policies, investment accounts, that make sure that your intended beneficiary is listed on that particular policy. Okay. The reason for that being is because if you don't, then a lot of times the funds, okay, or the proceeds can go to someone that you may not want to go to. So you want to make sure that you have the right beneficiaries listed. A lot of times people don't change the beneficiaries when things happen, so that's very important. Also, also too, with beneficiaries, uh, we talk about multi-generation. Uh, that's like three levels. Many uh, individuals, they list one beneficiary, which is the private beneficiary. On most life insurance policies uh, and legal documents, uh, some list a second beneficiary. But you can go three deep. You can go three deep, okay? And so what we try to do oh. is make sure that you have a multi-generation of beneficiaries. So that, that way you have three deep as opposed to one or two. You can have three listed. So that's a, that, that's the second thing. So this is just a quick homework assignment that uh, you can take a look at your policies, your investment accounts, and make sure that you have the right beneficiary listed because if you don't, 
then once the proceeds are paid, there's nothing you can do to change that. So that's the first thing that we're going to uh, fill out today for you. Okay. That's a homework assignment. So I got it. Take, that's a couple of minutes. And if you want to have us take a look at your documents, we'll be more than happy to do that. Of course, you can reach us here at uh, 757 Six four zero zero two zero seven four three. A consultation that's one hour, and you can reach us here. We'd be more than happy to sit down with you and go over all of those pertinent information documents that you have, and we'll do that free of no charge. All right. Thank you. Let's move to the second item. The second item is that most Americans right now they feel like they're on the treadmill, and the reason for that being is because it seems like uh, they're planning. They're planning, but it seems like they just can't get ahead uh, due to taxes, uh, tuition, inflation, rising costs of health care. I like uh, that analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're moving, but they're not actually getting anywhere. The treadmill, they going to it. So we're on the treadmill, on the treadmill, but we're not really moving. And the reason for that, Ben, is because there's so many factors that sometimes hinder us, okay, from getting ahead. Now, so what we do here, again, we offer a strategy. Uh, that can help you to uh, get off the treadmill. And that concept is to really start paying yourself. Create your own bank. Create your own family bank. And the way you do that is by stop paying banks and lenders and start paying yourself. We have a concept called debt relief. We can show you how to get out of debt in nine years or less, including your mortgage, without spending any additional dollars than you're currently spending in your budget right now. So wow. that is a very powerful concept. It'll show you how to get out of debt, pay yourself, so that way you can secure your future and have growth. And so that's another concept that we offer. And if you want to look at debt relief, which is very important because, uh, you know, if you, if you take a lot of your bills and get rid of your bills and your debts, you can pay yourself more money and you have more money accumulating uh, for retirement and for disposable income. So if you're interested in that concept, again, you can call us here at the office at 640-757-640-0207 for, again, a free consultation. We'll be more than happy to explain the concept and show you how it works in full details. So that's really, really good, uh, the debt relief. Now, also, too, I wanted to throw another concept out that's very important. A lot of times, uh, individuals, we have this concept, this, 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 this concept in our mind when we talk about life insurance. We tend to think life insurance is only associated with death benefits. Okay. We have a free consultation for individuals showing them how to make sure they have the new plans, the new life insurance plans. The old plans don't give you living benefits. The new plans give you living benefits, okay? So with living benefits, basically what this is, this allows a policy to pay individuals while they're still living. And a lot of times with the uh, living benefit, you have a, what we call riders that's associated with the policies, and these riders can cover things like terminal illness, uh, celebrated death benefit rider. Got it. You can have critical illness rider. You can have a chronic illness rider and a long-term care rider attached to a life insurance policy. A lot of times the old policies don't provide these things. The new plan does. And I think the new plan is way much better than the old plan. So if you are sitting on an old plan and you don't have these benefits, these living benefits, uh, again, you can come in, talk to us for a free consultation. Again, the number here is 757-640-0207. And that is really, really a wonderful way to uh, update your insurance. 
and make sure that you have the living benefits uh, in the new plan. Also, too, uh, when it, um, I'm, I'm going to talk about something that most Americans are pretty familiar with, and I'm going to talk about Social Security benefits real quick. This is a service, uh, a benefit that we provide as well. Uh, a lot of individuals uh, like to maximize their Social Security benefits. Uh, we have some strategies here that can help individuals. Uh, one is the spouse benefit rider or the spouse benefit strategy, rather, and that benefit is for individuals uh, who are looking to get a quick, uh, what I call a quick increase in their Social Security benefits. And the way it works is real simple. Uh, they take uh, two, the, the couples, a married couple, uh, and the one that has the highest, what we call the highest PIA, which is the primary insurance amount, okay. or the benefit amount, uh, we can take that individual, for example, if we have an individual that, let's say the husband, he was bringing in $2,000 a month in the Social Security benefits, okay. and his wife was only bringing in about 500 we can bring the wife up to $1,000, okay? 50% wow. of his be 500 additional dollars that we can put into the wife account, and so she'll go from $500 to $1,000, providing that they're 62 and that uh, the spouse, the husband, is taking his benefits at 62 or 66. So that's a quick increase. That's a quick increase that most folk can get, okay, just off the spouse, the benefit rider. Also, too, with Social Security, uh, we have a program uh, that's really, uh, really, really nice. Uh, this is one that a lot of people just tend not to take advantage of, and this is what we call retirement benefits for divorce. Okay, for a divorced spouse. Uh, if a spouse has been married at least 10 years, okay, uh, and they have 10 years of marriage, we can show them how they can get an increase as well. Again, if the former spouse has a higher uh, PIA, uh, higher Social Security benefit amount, again, I take the same example, $2,000, and uh, one had 2000 one had only 500 we can bring that individual up, again, $500 additional income. Uh, do uh, what we call the uh, retirement benefit uh, before spouse strategy for Social Security. Uh, so again, if you're looking to maximize your Social Security benefits, we have quite a few strategies. That's just a few, just the name of a few. We have a lot more, but we can't go over all the details today. But if you'd like to look at a Social Security update and have your Social Security review, you can call us here at 757-640-0207 for free. Social Security update and review. Again, the number is 757-640-0207. And that's important, too. Also, too, uh, we uh, have programs that uh, help individuals with hardship. If there's someone that's going through what we call a hardship now because of the COVID-19 impact uh, through the CARES Act, if you have a qualified retirement account for one paid uh, IRA or TSP, if it's qualified, you can now borrow up to $100,000. You can withdraw $100,000, okay, for hardship without any penalties. Uh, you can actually avoid penalties, which is a 10% penalty. You have to be 59 and a half to withdraw this money, and the taxes on that will be deferred down the road. So, again, this is another tool that you can use, okay, to help during COVID-19. You can withdraw up to $100,000 under the CARES Act without any penalties. And uh, again, if you want to look at that concept and learn more about that, again, you can call us here at the office at 757-640-0207, okay? And that will be a free consultation, one hour, and again, there'll be no cost to you. So if you want to take advantage of that concept or that strategy, we'd be more than happy to talk to you about that as well. So, I love it. Let me also, too, uh, just, to, just, just, to, just to summarize, 
The other third thing is stimulus money. Uh, there's out there stimulus money is out there. A lot of people, uh, you know, individuals are hoping to get their stimulus checks, but a lot of businesses have been struggling uh, trying to get their uh, stimulus money uh, from the PPP and the EIDL. Uh, again, we can assist business owners who are having a difficult time actually applying for the stimulus money. Uh, we can help you assist you uh, in that area. Uh, picking up the phone by calling us today at 757-640-0207 that we can assist you in that area as well. So these are just a few things that we can do to help you. And of course, if you have money that's tied to Wall Street, to indexes, if you're losing money because of the downturns on Wall Street, uh, because of the stock market downturns and your money is basically losing value, uh, we have some strategies, uh, supplementary retirement strategies here that we can help you with to show you how to get out of harm's way, put your money into a much safer program where your principal will never be lost and zero will become your hero. So, again, this is a program that we have that you can take advantage of by simply calling us today at 757-640-0207. And these are some concepts. Uh, I'm just glad that we can uh, uh, reach out to individuals uh, in reference to, uh, to these different uh, concepts that we have. So that's just a true uh, just the name of fruit, but we have many more. But uh, yeah. just no, I think that's extremely powerful. Again, you know, people are hurting, they're struggling, they've got more questions than they do answers, and so it's great to know that uh, you are, are available particularly for the free consultation, um, and that you also have strategy um, that, I mean, it sounds like within your wheelhouse, you, you have something there that just about any person uh, could benefit from, could be able to take advantage of. So I'm excited. I'm encouraged. <laughs> yeah, again, you can call us today. Don't delay. Call today for your free consultation. Uh, 757-640-0207. We're more happy to work with you and sit down with you. And that's a free consultation that we're offering today for all those that's on the line listening today. We can get that to you. And we can help you in many other areas that we have here that I haven't had a chance to mention. So, again, uh, the service is a wonderful service, and we'll uh, be more than happy to sit down with and talk to you in reference to some of these things that we talked about today. Perfect. Apex Financial Group of VA.com and it's 757-640-0207. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Uh, when we return, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what to expect as we head into the first phase of reopening uh, with Lori Ruffin. We'll talk in just a moment. The biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. And you might surprise yourself by what you can accomplish. Hey, this is Seiko, DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years, and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. 
peace and prosperity. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome, welcome back. It's the final segment of the 83rd edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. We are here with Lori Ruffin, the founder of the COO team. Lori, thank you so much for walking us through those questions uh, in our earlier segment. I'm excited now to talk about uh, reopening. So what is it going to look like for Virginia and what are some things that we can do to really prepare ourselves from an organizational standpoint? Yeah, yes, yes. Well, Blair, just um, in case someone's just joined, I want to make sure that uh, no one misses out on those five key questions. Um, sure. We're really, you know, encouraging organizations to take this time of um, potentially even a slower schedule to and ask these questions. What is your why? What do you do and for whom? Uh, yeah. What impact will you make on the world? It's your big uh, picture question. Um, what are your values? And then how should you deliver your services now? And so um, during this time, I think it would be good for us to just think about that. You know, the governor um, has extended Executive Order 53 through um, tomorrow, actually, uh, right. May 14th. And so we are in the process of beginning to reopen Virginia in three phases. And I think it's important to just familiarize ourselves with those phases and um, the way that it's set up is to kind of give us some ranges because we've we've never been here before um, it's not within our lifetime and so we're all figuring out how do we navigate um, the phases you know and so um, phase one I know is is expected to be between two to four weeks you know it could be longer um, but um, in essence the restrictions on businesses as well as communities of faith will be uh, relaxing a bit but they'll still um, be in in place and so what we see with that is um, we're still continuing with no gatherings of more than 10 individuals Um, we're still encouraged to do teleworking we're still encouraged to do social distancing Um, and this is a game changer especially as we're heading into summer you know the overnight summer camps have been closed I see that Mm -hmm. I see that yeah so that you know I know that that had been a big question especially for um, parents Um, and I think that you know, that crosses all kinds of uh, categories. You have owners and leaders that are parents as well as um, employees and part-time, full-time that are parents. Um, And so I think it's really important to um, take this time also to uh, begin to have conversations with uh, team members and and really say, you know, what, what, how are things looking for you? Um, it can't just be all about the business. I mean, it is about the business, but it can't be all about the business because businesses and nonprofits are made of people. Um, exactly. And when people have limits and constraints, it will impact organizations. And so good leaders, um, you know, will will take that into account and not assume, but, you know, have open conversations with um with their team members to find out what what is life looking like for you um, as we move forward and some of the things that we have relied on potentially not being in place in the same way. Yeah, definitely a character uh, building, character strengthening um, activity in terms of 
what has been necessary for communication, you know. Um, a lot of us have been forced to kind of push past those those barriers that maybe we established before to say, hey, look, you know, this is this is what I'm dealing with, you know, and it's it's been very eye-opening um, just to, you know, be a part of a number of different discussions, and of course, uh, we're connected in, in various states, and so the impact has been different, and while we may be experiencing it as uh, a bit of a reprieve, you know, others uh, just, you know, it's, it's really run the gamut, so I like what you say about just sort of... Um, increasing the transparency, increasing the communication. I think that's uh, that's huge. Yeah, you know, and I think that those... Um those kind of leadership conversations really um, have a way of strengthening teams. Sure. Um, you know, a leader can, at any given point in time, has the opportunity to choose to be a jerk or, or not, or be a supportive leader. Man. You know, mm-hmm. it's a choice. It's, it's a choice every single time. It was every interaction. And um, I'm just finding that it's so important just to check in with people and say, how are you? How are you doing? Yes, we'll talk about the work piece, but, you know, having those kind of check-in conversations um, initially can help the team then navigate, okay, what do we need to do, you know, um, in order to get work done um, given these circumstances. Um, So I think that that's really important. You know, another element I would say, just because we still... um, have it's almost like a roll on a rolling basis we're we're needing to consider our large gatherings whether that's fundraising events whether that's um conferences that are intended to convene people to share information or what have you yes i think um it's really good to you know think through some some i've got you know i've got questions i think that's part of part of what helps me and my team be effective in what we do is um asking the right questions to get leaders thinking critically mm-hmm. about what's ahead of them um so i would say for information focused organizations it's it would be really a good idea to you know look at the restrictions and kind of stay ahead of it let's not be last minute with making the call um but to kind of look and say um you know this potentially bringing on um this event online make it more accessible um is there a way that we can reduce costs because it is virtual um and we could potentially still generate revenue maybe we're not charging as much because it is online but um is there a way for us to still win, to still serve our clients and still even potentially um, have an income stream, especially since some organizations have not been able to maintain the same level of revenue right. or, um, given this time? Yeah. Um, I think you've got to consider, you know, what communications become necessary to pull things like that off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was working in the strategies and tactics that worked, you know, three months ago aren't necessarily still working now. So, yeah. you know, potentially we need to... The online sooner. spaces is a bit more congested. And so even mm-hmm. um, the ways in which we go about um, marketing our, our events, you know, have to perhaps uh, intensify. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, at the same time with sensitivity to the fact that... Um, a lot of us are, you know, seeing our screen time go up pretty significantly with Zoom meetings and so forth. And so 
I think for me, the key word has been grace. <laughs> um, just, I mean, I was on the phone with uh, a colleague that I have a tremendous respect for um, earlier today, and she was just, she was had been broken down by someone who, um, you know, perhaps did not respect or, or did not, um, yeah, maybe failed to consider all of the stressors that have come along with this, you know, um, and just really, uh, again, you know, needing to have that grace and, and slowing things down a bit, being an ear where perhaps before, you know, we may not have had that kind of, it's just, it's a, it's a big thing. <laughs> you know, not to ramble, but I'm just thinking there's so many interpersonal implications that are just as far reaching maybe as some of these other considerations that we're talking about, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, gotta, I mean, you think about that. Um, the, the, as the saying goes, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Exactly. You know, I, I think organizations want to emerge from this crisis with a team that's bought in, that's get that it's dedicated, yeah. um, that rebounds, and um, it's hard to withdraw. You can't really withdraw what you have not put in. Exactly. And so, Understanding you know, that emotional currency, I think, exactly. is critical, yep. particularly yep. now. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. I'm staring at the at the reopening guidelines. You know, this this phase one document, mm-hmm. and um, it's just you know so interesting to think that that this is this is really where we are. We could we could be in this in this space for a while. I know that, you know, colleges and universities and you know, they're talking about how they're going to reopen in fall. What is that gonna look like? Will mm-hmm. there be some sort of hybrid approach or will they keep everything online in order to ensure, you know, the safety of, of their communities? Mm-hmm. Um Big, big, big considerations. Definitely. You know, one thing I, I meant to mention, too, as we think about this online space, I, I like the word that you use. It is congested. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've heard people even saying, I'm Zoomed out, you know. <laughs> I've had, right. you know, I see 25 people today. They've all been through the screen. And, yeah. you know, that was over a series of seven or eight meetings. That's a yeah. lot. It is a lot. And on one hand, you know, we feel like, oh, wow, because we don't have travel time, we can get more done. We can have even more meetings um, than we than we would typically schedule. Um, but I don't think we realized, you know, what that screen time might do to us. You know, I was talking with one lady. She describes it as, so say, uh, a multi-hour meeting. So now she's saying I had, you know, three multi-hour Zoom mm. meetings today, and I'm just like, oh my goodness. Yes. You know, <laughs> How are we doing this? I think that one of the must do, and this is really hard for visionary leaders, is we have to um, embrace the idea of limits. Indeed. We have to embrace the idea of limits. And so I will encourage visionary leaders, do what you do. See um, opportunities, seize it, you know, you know, be attracted to the problem so that you can construct a solution that that helps, you know, bring change. Um, but there has to be limits as well, you know. Yes. Um, the ocean is amazing, but without the limit of the tide and the beach, you know, 
we would not be able to sustain, you know, beach communities and things like that. And so I think what that looks like from an organizational standpoint, to go back to those earlier, all of those things help bring focus. And when you're when you're focusing, it also kind of excludes what you're not focusing on. So that, in essence, is a limit um, to tie in this idea about screen time and people being overwhelmed by being on the computer for all these multi-hour meetings. I think there's another opportunity to embrace limits. What are our working hours? Mm-hmm. Um, what can we actually do? Mm-hmm. Um, is an eight-hour day uh possible under Mm. these circumstances or does Mm. it need to become six for a season or one day a week or do we just need to unplug for a day just to you know for mental health purposes and I think that for leaders to understand that and embrace that and give themselves permission then they will operate out of that sense of grace and and, and room for the people who are on their team Um, I find that a lot of times intense leaders are intense with their teams intense on themselves mm-hmm. and if, if we have unreasonable personal expectations as leaders then it can easily lead to our own burnout as well as the burnout of our teams and um, yeah you know people are not dispensable resources they're they're people and if there was a time as any I think now is the time to be human to, to mm-hmm. say hey I'm tired hey uh, I need a little bit more time um, I'm having a difficult time with this and in, in modeling those things as leaders it, it gives permission to our teams you know in the minute that we have remaining wow Lori thank you for those super timely reminders um, please 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 provide your information there are those that are listening that need more of you. I'm one of them. But others can find you. How how do we do that? Absolutely. Connect with us at the team.com. The team.com. You'll find that you can sign up for a brief free strategic planning session where we can find out what are you facing as a leader. Um, Sometimes leaders are isolated and they want a thought partner, someone who, with whom they can process their leadership concerns and questions. Um, We can also tell you about a weekly space that we hold for leaders where um, people can bring their challenges, uh, their organizational challenges without the risk of exposing their teams or their boards and can say, hey y'all, this is what I'm really thinking about, this is what I'm facing and get some real um, great ideas, some crowdsourced ideas to move forward. So it's kind of like a mastermind, but it's free and it's just a space that we're holding during this COVID-19 crisis. So anyone who reaches out to us on the team.com um, we can get them set up with a one-on-one strategy session as well as um, invite them to this curated space that we're holding weekly. That is so wonderful. Thank you so much, Lori. This was awesome. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Black Wall Street Today, sponsored by Milestone Mental Health Agency, Apex Financial Group of Virginia, and the COO team. Uh, A very special thank you to our guest, uh, Ms. Lori Ruffin. Uh, This has been phenomenal. Uh, We are building minds, we're building connections, and we're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. We look forward to talking next week. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street.
Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street.
Get him, get him. Get him.